One. Boom. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble. We got the show for you ready to go. It is Wednesday and we're going to be talking payroll. Here Hell yes. we go. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business, business Bros. And before we start, <laughs> I want to jump into, he said Business Bros. <laughs> I have drop that. All right, all you business pros out there, before we jump into the show, just a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on today. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe, and drop a review. Help other like-minded business owners find value from our awesome guests while we rise up in those podcast rankings. We'll sincerely appreciate every single one of you for it, and if you want to be a guest on the show, we'd love to have you on to learn from you as well. Go to www.businessbros.biz, schedule your time slot, and don't forget to follow us on all our social medias at Business Bros Pod. All right, everybody, we're so excited and honored to bring another incredible guest to the Business Bros Pod. In the last 16 years, there have been exactly 86 people that have passed the U.S. Tax Court Non-Attorney Practitioners Exam, and our guest is one of them. So that means our guest is one of the few people in the country who can represent clients in U.S. Tax Court without being an attorney. Furthermore, he recently completed a three-year term as one of only seven members chosen nationwide to serve on the IRS Advisory Council. I'd say this guy knows his taxes. Needless to say, our guest is not your typical CPA. With a wealth of experience and knowledge as a CEO, CFO, educator, and consultant, our guest is able to intuitively understand what a business needs to succeed and lay out a strategic roadmap to accomplish that vision. Tune in today to get a glimpse at 50 years of financial leadership and experience in a broad range of industries and hang tight because we've got a lot to learn. Joining us today from Get Payroll out of Louisville, Texas, author of the Payroll Book and the Little Black Book of the Beauty Biz, welcome to the show, Charles Reed! Charles, how about that intro, man? 50 years of talking taxes and payroll. Holy moly. Welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, guys. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, man. Okay. So uh, I have a background in, in taxes. My degree is in accounting. Um, it's a language that not very many people want to speak, but everybody should learn to speak. Uh, tell me a little bit of how you got into it. 50 years ago, why did you get into this space? Well, after I got out of the service, I was a U.S. Marine. The business world did not value my experience, so I went to college. And while I was in college, I got into accounting, uh, enjoyed that, uh, got my BBA in accounting, uh, went ahead and got my master's degree. Uh, it was an MBA, but it was basically in tax. It was basically a master's in tax, but we called it an MBA because I really enjoyed that. I'm, you know, I'm a CPA. I'm a professional nitpicker. I, I like the analytical stuff. And so 
uh, I got the degrees and went to work in industry as an accountant, a CPA. And then uh, after 15 years of that, decided to hang out my own shingle. And 30 years later, here we are. So. <laughs> well, we, we know you're crazy because people like us who actually want to dive into uh, into some books and, and, and learn a little bit about the uh, volumes and volumes of tax law. There's a little bit going on. We got a couple of screws loose in here, I think, uh, for us to be wanting to do that a little bit. But nonetheless, it is a very valuable skill. Um, what uh, a lot of people don't quite understand is how taxes are actually implemented. What is the IRS and why is it that I have to file this tax return? Why do I have to file an entity tax return? What is a tax? Help me like simplify it as easy as possible so we can get into this discussion. Well, the simplest thing is uh, our government needs our money to do what they want to do. So they take it from us. That's taxes, baby. <laughs> that's taxes, baby. That's, in its simplest form, absolutely, that's taxes. And um, there are different ways that we end up uh, trying to prevent the government essentially from taking as much of our paycheck as possible. Uh, different ways that we can earn income, right? There's different ways that we generate revenue uh, and different ways that we expense it out. Uh, as business people that are out here, most of them are probably either 1099 people or they have an entity themselves. If, if they have an entity like that, why should we even start paying attention to payroll taxes? Why is that important for us? Well, 70% of all federal revenue comes through the payroll department, either in withholdings or employment taxes. So it, that's, that's where the money's at. It flows through payroll. Uh, yeah, there's capital gains and there's independent contractors, but most of us are down for payroll. Uh, if we have a company, you know, we're, we're employees of the company and we have to withhold taxes and pay just like an employee does. There's a lot of independent contractors out there that aren't, that are really employees, but are being treated as 1099ers and being taken advantage of by the people they're contracting with. And, and that's a shame. The Department of Labor says that 75% of all U.S. businesses misclassify workers. That's either 1099 versus uh, W-2 or overtime versus non-overtime. So there's mistakes all over the place, and the penalties are substantial. In fiscal 19, the IRS issued $13 billion in employment tax penalties. $13 billion. billion. You said billion. with B. <gasps> Yeah, that's what I was thinking, now, too. About half of those got abated by people like me who know what they're doing. But if you don't know what you're doing and you get a, a penalty notice, you're screwed. <laughs> I'm sorry. You don't know what to do. You don't know the rules. You don't know the law. You don't know how to deal with the IRS. And it's it's crazy out there, my friend. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about that because people have this huge fear uh, of the IRS, and, and it could, it's it's a, it's a big entity. It is kind of scary when you do get a letter from the IRS. And and some of the advice I give some of my clients is, look, the the worst thing you can do is ignore it. The best thing you can do is to actually have a conversation, reach out to somebody who actually knows what they're doing, or you know, respond and get some clarification. But do not ignore the IRS. Do not ignore the franchise tax board for us for those of us in California. California. What happened? What, what it, it, as a uh, you know being being uh, that you've been uh, working with the IRS and working with clients for so long, 
why is it that you shouldn't avoid uh, the IRS or the, or the franchise tax? Or what is it that they do? What's the process like? And what kind of penalties can we see? Well, first of all, if you ignore what they send you, they're going to assume that's correct. And they're going to pursue you for that, plus additional interest and additional penalties. Uh, so it just builds up. And then what happens is if you don't respond, there become certain deadlines where things become fixed and you no longer can get them changed. You no longer can get them abated. They're just in the law and you owe the money, whether you actually owed it or not. So do never ignore it. I tell my clients in, in my book, uh, answer every letter. If you get a letter and you answer it, and then 10 days later, you get the same letter, send another answer. Even if you just take your original one market copy and send it again, never ignore any communication from the Internal Revenue Service or the Franchise Board or the State Treasury Department or whatever, or the State Unemployment. Don't ever ignore them. You're absolutely right. That's a critical mistake and, and one you can avoid easily. Uh, if nothing else, send, send them a letter saying, uh, Dear Joe, I, I have no idea what you're talking about and do not understand. Please give me more information. At a minimum, do that. But always keep the conversation going. Because if you go dark on them, they're just going to assume you're a tax cheat and go after you. And at some point, you can't get it fixed. You're just, you're, you're SOL. All right. So let's assume I get this letter in the mail and I need help. I go to my tax preparer and maybe my tax preparer is just a CTEC tax preparer. Maybe they're an enrolled agent. Maybe they're a CPA. What's the difference between those and how can those different people with those different designations help me when it comes to these types of issues? Well, this is one thing we do with all of our clients is we take a form 2848, which is a IRS limited power of attorney. And it lets me act for my clients with the IRS or with the states. We have other forms, but with the IRS and lets me advocate for my clients, not just talk to them and get information, but make deals, uh, negotiate, all those kinds of things. And I've been doing this for, for many, many years, and I know the IRS code. I know the Internal Revenue Service Manual. I know the procedures. I know uh, revenue rulings and revenue procedures and so on. This is my, li my life. <laughs> and we hope so, after that many years, right? Yeah, we hope. So, uh, by taking that, and EAs, CPAs, and attorneys can take that. Just your normal tax preparer at, at H&R Block can't do that and can't advocate for you with the IRS. So that's where the the clarification. That's where the credentials of enrolled agent, CPA, and attorney are very valuable because that allows us to take a twenty eight forty eight and advocate for our clients. Now, since we're advocating, we know, and in many cases, we know more than the IRS does uh, about the law, because in the IRS, people get transferred all the time, back and forth, new jobs. Uh, education funds are not what they should be at the IRS. And these are civil servants. They're not motivated by the profit motive, okay? So they're, they're not as motivated as business people are, in my opinion. They're, they're good people. Don't misunderstand me. Vast majority of them are good people. And, and you can deal with them. Uh, just don't start bitching at them. Be nice to them. Uh, but by doing that, 
that allows us with a 2848 to to advocate for our clients effectively. So that brings me to another concept here. Um, and the reason why I am a huge advocate on education and understanding basics, at least the basics of tax law, because when you are speaking to a preparer or a CPA or an enrolled agent or an attorney, their skill level and their interviewing skill levels could be completely different. Uh, when a client comes in and wants to get their taxes prepared, it is a reactive type of situation. When you meet with somebody and have a plan in place, that's a very proactive strategy to put something in place for the long term. Uh, can you explain a little bit about the difference between the two? What happens after the fiscal year ends and how can I be planning ahead of time and you know meeting with the right individual so that I can avoid things in the future rather than trying to correct a mistake that has already happened? Absolutely, because tax preparers that have a retail tax preparation, that's all they do is prepare what you bring in. They may ask some questions and the IRS has imposed some uh, criteria that the tax preparers have to do to, to make sure things are right. Um, they're not planning for you. They're just, as you said, reactive. They take what you give them and they fill out the forms for you. If you work with a, a tax planner, well, CPAs, EAs, but CPAs particularly, uh, our job is to help make it, make everything successful for you. So we want to sit down with you at least once again after tax season, usually later in the year, do some tax planning, talk to you, uh, and be available during the year if you call and say, hey, is it better tax-wise to lease this or buy it? Uh, I've got this contract to, to do this. Uh, I'm thinking of hiring these people. Are they 1099s? Or are they employees? Uh, I, I'm going to move into another state as well. What's the ramifications? These are questions you need to discuss with your CPA on a regular basis. And you need to meet with him more than once a year to do your taxes. <coughs> if you don't, he's not going to be able to give you uh, the breadth of his knowledge. Also, you need to make sure that, you know, if you're in the insurance business, you go with a CPA who understands the insurance business. If you're in real estate or you're in manufacturing or whatever, make sure that the CPA or the EA, but preferably the CPA you deal with, understands your business. Now, don't ask him for business advice. Ask him for advice that he's qualified to give you. Business decisions. And some of us CPAs want to tell you how to run your business. Don't listen to us when we do that, okay? <laughs> that That's not good business. It's your business. It's your risk. You need to make your decisions, but we can advise you on the tax aspects uh, of those decisions and what you need to consider uh, on both sides and pros and cons when you make that decision. So you're better informed, and that's what you're using us for is information so you can make better decisions, more profitable decisions. Because profit at the end of the day is really the bottom line here, right? You're trying to keep that bottom line as big as possible and pay Uncle Sam as least the least amount as possible. We're not just doing this for money. We're doing it for a shitload of money. Exactly. That's exactly the point why we got into business. But that, that often brings up, and, and this comes across every single type of preparer. 
Um, everybody wants to avoid paying as much taxes as possible, but there's a difference between evasion and avoidance. Uh, can you help clarify the two? Because yeah. you know we don't want people sure. to get into the one that can put you in jail. <clears throat> Al Capone. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Uh, avoidance is avoiding taxes, and you know you hear all the time about these major multi-billion-dollar international companies that pay no taxes. Uh, it's not necessarily true, but they have a staff of people who do nothing but try to plan to minimize taxes, uh, and they pay them very well. So that's avoiding taxes. Evasion is when you go around the law and don't pay taxes legally. If you deal with a good CPA, he will help you pay as little tax as legally possible. That's part of his uh, mandate is to, is to help you avoid taxes. Now, there's times you may want to pay some to avoid some other things and so on, but those that's what you deal with a CPA for. And if the CPA says to you, yeah, we, we can we can skirt the law here and we can go around this and you know we, if, if he's telling you how to, to uh, do tax evasion, run. Okay, because he may have the next cell to you, okay? And you don't really want him there with you. So uh, he's not going to go to jail for you. You're, you're, you're responsible for the tax return. You're the person the IRS is going to go after. They may slap his hand. Uh, they may sanction him, whatever. But if you've evaded the taxes illegally, you're the one that's going to serve the time. It ain't mm -hmm. worth it, guys. They, 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 you know, uh, I, I've had clients come to me and, and want to cheat on their taxes. I tell them they don't have enough money in total to pay me to cheat on their taxes, let alone what they'd be willing to pay me, okay? I'm, I'm not going to joke. You know, they're going to pay me a 1000 bucks to cheat on the tax return so I can go to jail for them? you got to be joking. That's insane. <laughs> Okay, and so they're going to save $3,000 and take the chance of spending three years in a federal pen? you got to be joking. It's not worth it, guys. Don't, don't do stuff like that. Now, I dance down the line. Believe me, I take advantage of every possible way to minimize taxes. But I can stand up in front of a court and argue that case legally and show the law where it is a legal allowed deduction or uh, stipulation or maneuver, and there is legal backing to it. Uh, it may be in dispute some places, but I've got a leg to stand on. Uh, and I'll dance down that line on one leg, but I won't cross it. it and, and to cross is just stupid. I'm, I totally agree. And I think one of the one of the things uh, people don't quite understand is that you know Congress is the one who actually makes the laws. The IRS is the only, is is enforcing the laws that are made. So every time you hear, for example, a new stimulus bill that's going to send out checks to everybody, what people don't understand is what they're telling you is the sales pitch. What's behind the sales pitch is a boatload of new laws, new changes, new taxes, new uh, loopholes and regulations, and all those different things that go into effect that the IRS. Has 
has to then enforce. Uh, and this is what you're talking about when you're saying dancing down the line is you're using every, as many of those if those laws that Congress put into place. You're using those laws to effectively avoid paying taxes. Did I hear you correctly? Absolutely. And what you have to understand is Congress is made up mostly of lawyers, a few doctors and a few business people, and they write these general laws, which then the IRS has to has to enforce. But in writing those, they don't get as specific as they should in many, many cases. And what happens is immediately there's a couple hundred thousand of us out here who figure out all the loopholes and all the ways around it and all the <laughs> things they forgot to include in the law or to don't make the regulations. And they've got, you know, this silly staff at Congress writing these laws that don't understand, aren't in business, don't deal with it every day, don't do taxes. And they're going, well, we can do this. And we're out here going, well, when you said this, that means that this, 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 this happens. And boom, we got a way around it. Also, I think it means what you think it means. Exactly. Congress wrote it one way. Con well, no. Yeah. And when, when you're not happy with a law, and you think it's wrong, and it shouldn't be that way, don't bitch at the IRS. They didn't write the law. Bitch at your congressman, okay? Yes. Bitch at your senator. They wrote the damn stuff. They're responsible. It's not the IRS. They have the unenviable task of taking these mismatch, mishmash of laws that are very poorly written by basically incompetent uh, legislators writing law that they don't understand, and enforcing that and writing regulations to enforce it. And then the courts second guess everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's, it's a mess guys. It's a mess. Well, let's talk about some of these messes real quick. So, for example, uh, you know, in, in avoiding taxes, we use entities all the time, right? So you can have a job or you can be an S, uh, a sole proprietor, or you can be a general partnership, a limited partnership. You can be an LLC, a subchapter S, you can be a subchapter C. All those things are different regulations that Congress has put into place to effectively essentially scratch somebody's back and we're just using those tools to kind of you know again avoid the the taxation um when selecting an entity what are some of those key things that uh, an entrepreneur should consider to kind of make the best selection possible exactly uh the first chapter in my book is in in, in my newest book the payroll book is entity selection that's the first chapter because for startups and small businesses, it, it is so important to select the right entity. Uh, liability comes into it. If you incorporate or form an LLC, you eliminate personal liability, which is the cheapest insurance policy you can buy. Yeah, absolutely the cheapest. If you're a partnership or a sole proprietor, you're still personally liable. They can come after your house, the shirt off your back, your car, whatever else they want. So that's an important thing. The next thing is the tax advantage. Uh, an S-Corp is a very advantaged tax entity uh, because it, it can lower your taxes, absolutely. If you form a C-Corp or an S-Corp, all things being equal, you'll pay more taxes in the C-Corp, pure and simple, mm -hmm. uh, there, because of the way the law is written. And I'm perfectly willing to sound with anybody and go through it in detail or, or read the book and it lays it out. But uh, you, you want to select the best entity. Now, if all you're doing is a little part-time gig 
with a couple of thousand dollars a year of, of revenue and no liability, be a sole proprietor. It's cheapest. You don't have to file a separate tax return. You don't have to do a lot of things. You don't have to deal with the state. You don't have to incorporate. You don't have to do any of that stuff. So if you're just doing a little side gig, making a couple of grand, be a sole proprietor. If you're going to do more than that, uh, you want to incorporate or form an LLC, and it depends on the state you're in and whether you're married or not, and other things, community property, a bunch of other things, and then decide how you're going to file that as an S-Corp or as a, as a disregarded entity if you're an LLC. Uh, we recommend S-Corp a lot of the time because it's very tax-advantaged, and it saves you money. Now, of course, you have to pay us to do the corporate return, and you're going to pay the state $300, $500, $800 to form the corporation. Uh, and in some states like California, you're going to pay another $800 a year to have that entity. Every year, you're going to have to pay to the Franchise Tax Board a fee, minimum of $800 in California, just to be there. In Texas, if you make less than a million, you don't pay anything. Uh, however, if you're in California, don't think about incorporating Texas because you still have to file in California and pay them anyway. So you've got double taxation. So these are all the things that I go through in my book and that a CPA can help you deal with. But you want a CPA who deals with small business all the time, understands it. I run across them periodically that have set client entities up incorrectly and not tax advantaged because that's not their bailiwick. If you want to talk about international transfer pricing, I'm going to send you to Price Waterhouse, okay? I'm not going to deal with it. That's not where I where I practice. The, the field of accounting and the tax is huge. No one can know it all. No one can practice in the whole thing. You go to Price Waterhouse, they have specialists in, in international transfer pricing. That's what they do for a living. They know it backwards and forwards. Employment taxes and payroll taxes, I know backwards and forwards. That's what I do for a living. So make sure you're dealing with people that are dealing in the area that you need their advice in. You're not the only one cursed with knowledge. That's right. That's right. Cursed with knowledge. Now you have to deal with payroll issues all the time. Now, um, you know, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about what what it is that you do specifically. Tell me a little bit about writing the book uh, and and your expertise. What is it that you focus your attention on? Well, I, I focus on payroll, which is payroll taxes and, and paying payroll. Um, the, the book is 30 years of experience in my own business distilled down to 95,000 words. The only other similar book, and it's much drier, it's a little it's larger, uh, is from the American Payroll Association, and it's $600. So I wanted a, a book for, as the subtitle says, a guide for small businesses and startups. So I sat down and it took me two years. I didn't expect it to take that long uh, of putting it together. Uh, found Wiley to publish it. So they did all the editing and copywriting and layout and design and so on and so forth. But it was 30 years of experience that I want to be able to pass on. It's stories I tell clients all the time. Horror stories and things to remember and things to be aware of and things to watch out for, and how to do things. If you get a penalty, how to abate it? How to avoid it in the first place? Are your, are your people employees or not employees? Uh, a cheat, employee handbooks, on and on and on. It's, it's, 
it's 30 years of questions and and situations and problems that that I want to give the people so they have an idea of what to do. It's not going to believe me. Uh, the 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 law on payroll is substantially larger than the book. It doesn't explain everything in every minimum detail, but it gives the reader a reference book, a good idea of what to check and what to look at and what to think about when things come up. Charles, where can people get a copy of this book? If they're getting ready to start a business and they're getting ready to have some employees or maybe they just have this idea of business in mind and they want to know where to go, how can I get a hold of you or how can I get a copy of the book? Okay, the book's available on Amazon. It's also available electronically as a, as a Kindle format book on Amazon. It's available at Barnes and Nobles and other fine bookstores. Uh, it's put out by, as I said, by Wiley. Uh, it's also available from the payrollbook.com, which is the website we set up for the book. And for your listeners, if they will go on uh, the payrollbook.com and enter the discount code podcast, we'll give them a free book. Cool. For your listeners. Well, thank you very much. Look, ladies and gents, I mean, it's that easy. You're starting a business. You need guidance. You need help. You need somebody to show you the roadmap. And I don't know about you, but 30 years of experience is a pretty damn descriptive roadmap that you can get access to. So make sure you guys go to thepayrollbook.com and use that po use that uh, promo code podcast. Charles, I want to ask you something. You know, what we do mainly on our show is we help uh, people create uh, video testimonial. So real quick, uh, before we go, before we head out, what was your experience like on the Business Bros podcast? You've been on, uh, I'm sure, a number of different podcasts uh, promoting your book and, and having that, that uh, experience of getting that message out there. What was it like being on our show? I'm enjoying this. I've been on about 150 podcasts now. Uh, and this is, this is more fun than a lot of them, I promise you. <laughs> good, good. I'm glad. Well, that, and, and let me let me tell you, I mean, the the idea of getting people to say good things about you is, is not the easiest thing in the world. Uh, in business, the the referral or getting your customer to talk about you on a regular basis, that's the gold star. That's the gold standard. We all wish we can do that. Um, and that's that's exactly what we do here on the show. I'll give you the framework, basically what we did. Uh, and you tell me what you think about it. We start the show by telling you how awesome you are. And then we have another conversation and I basically ask you about, uh, if, I ask if you can tell me a little more of your awesomeness. And then we ask you what you thought of us and we record that as a testimonial. That's exactly what we do. Uh, how cool would it be if you had your readers or your customers talking about you and saying good things about you? Would that be pretty cool? Oh, absolutely. You know, the, the, more, the more word of mouth you can generate, the better. So we, we're constantly sending out uh, content, uh, both uh, real real business content and fun content. Uh, uh, we have a uh, one of our recent ones is a uh, Godfather parody uh, with the payroll father. Uh, the guy comes in and, and he's saying, you know, I need you to whack the IRS. And the guy says, no, we don't whack the IRS. But here, go to get payroll. They'll take care of you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I got to check that out. The Godfather of payroll. I love that. 
All right, uh, Charles. Well, again, thank you very much for coming on the show. I really appreciate you taking the time. And and again, it's it's only a, a small, tiny, little itty bitty drop in the bucket of what we discuss when it comes to taxes. Uh, oh, and God, you yeah. you got the book. I mean, literally, the guy on the show today wrote the book on payroll. I mean, so you guys, if if you're thinking about starting a business, if you're getting ready to move in the next direction, make sure you guys go check it out. Thepayrollbook.com. Thepayrollbook.com. Make sure you use the uh, the promo code podcast and if you want to get your customers talking about you saying beautiful things about what it is that you do because let's face it you're already in business you're already doing good things for your customers your customers are happy the problem is they're not telling anybody else but we can help them make you do that so all you guys got to do is go to businessbros.biz slash testimonials and we can help you guys get those those uh, testimonials rolling so your customers are talking about you on the internet 24 hours a day seven days a week you can generate more revenue and then you're going to have those tax problems and you're going to have to reach out to a CPA just like Charles to help you save more of that money. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for uh, sticking with us today. We'll see you guys again tomorrow. Peace and we're out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.